You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Today's going to be a great podcast. I have Chris Deaver with me here today. He's the author of Brave Together. He's the co-founder of Brave Core. He helps leaders become more creative. We're going to talk about co-creation. He's worked with Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Coca-Cola. Chris, it's great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here. Thanks, Sean. Okay. So you work with some pretty incredible companies. So help us understand, you know, because creative is, you know, there's certain buzzwords every couple of years entrepreneur was a great buzzword about a decade ago you know creative is you know next to inclusion by golly creative is right right out there so tell you know kind of give us what 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 you're talking about what what does it mean you know when you're helping leaders be more creative and you know you're starting about you know co-create you know creating things with other people help us understand that and the need for it absolutely yeah the real need is is building cultures people love Right, both that we love uh, as as leaders and entrepreneurs, and and as employees, and that pe- that customers love, and you know the best way to do that is through create the power of uh, uh, harnessing creativity, but really in the context of co-creation. And we've looked at teams in in the in the world's best organizations, and what they do best uh, is not just innovation, right? So places like Apple, uh, Nike, you know, Pixar, some of the names you mentioned. Uh, we've seen that they have a way of, uh, first of all, focusing on the culture, right? So if you ask Steve Jobs, you know, what's the best product you've ever made? Uh, he he actually answered this question. And most people would say, well, he'd probably say the iPhone or the iPad. He actually said the culture. And so, you know, for anybody, uh, especially I'd say entrepreneurs as they're starting out, as, as they're building uh, or scaling, it's being very intentional about the culture. Um, and, you know, we've seen, uh, especially kind of post-pandemic, there's this sudden awareness of, wait, there's this culture thing, and and a lot of companies are waking up to this. Uh, but it's really been there for a long time, and it's really a question of intention. And so, you know, are we building it with, an, with the right intention? And second to that is is uh, building in this, you know, creative propensity that is going to unlock your people. So... And I, and I and I like where you're going with that because we're, we're gonna, you know, try to try to make that so that the audience understands. I mean, it, it's basically what we're talking about, and a lot of things is, you know, the, you know, kind of like a compound effect, a force multiplier. You know, okay, you got this one really smart person in the building. Well, you know what? If you put two smart people in the building and they start collaborating, it's shocking what they can come up with, and you know, it, it just gets past that power of one when you, when you have group thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you, we talk about, uh, you know, Pixar, they have a a brain trust, uh, you know, they, they get together and they, you know, it's kind of egos off the table, building blocks on the table. Uh, and we, we spoke with Ed Catmull, who's uh, been uh, kind of a spiritual advisor for us really, uh, that's that, that founded, you know, Pixar with Steve uh, jobs. And, you know, he said, uh, one of the things he's most proud of was that, you know, that those brain trusts started to proliferate through the whole organization, right? So it's in the DNA of the culture. Um, and, you know, this is a good safeguard to ensure that you're, you're building the right culture, first of all, but then to your point, you're, you're building up amazing products and services, things that people love uh, because you love them first, right? You love them as, as a team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're you're working with founders and, and we're working with leaders and that, what what do you try to if if a, a company does not have this culture right now, you know, there's a few, you know, people that think on big things. You know, we know who they are. Well, that's their job. They they solve these problems or whatever the case may be. And but you want to create this culture where you have multiple people that are creative and collaborating, and you just have this. You know, it's just a as you would say, it's just part of the DNA. How do you help them get there? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, there's simple ways to start, right? We call them, uh, you, you, know, you could look at them kind of as bits of the future, right? Your future culture uh, being kind of the best manifestation of who you want to become, right? And very simply, one way to start, uh, and this this came from our conversations with Ed Catmull, where, you know, and he learned this as a leader, uh, he would, he would answer questions and people were asking him a lot, but what he realized was he wasn't empowering people by just answering. Um, and there was power and there is power in leading with a question. Uh, and so that's, you know, the future of leadership is, you know, being curious and, and how do we do this? Well, practical ways are, uh, you can send an email, send an email out before, well before a meeting, let's say it's a week in advance with a question. So rather than an agenda, uh, it's opening up, right? So rather than closing off to or narrowing, it creates space, right? People can be brave, they can show up, and they can have marinated on that question, uh, you know, a, a fair amount. And, and then, you know, in conversation, right? As as we connect with people, uh, we, you know, we so often are just so eager to get out what we want to say. Um, and I will say, I'll add to this, uh, you know, Ed learned this by going on a meditation retreat. It was seven days. All he could do is ask questions and listen, um, and it was driving him crazy the first few days because, you know, naturally we're not wired to do this. I'd, it's be, not... in th- I'd be in therapy at the end of day one. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've tried it for a day and it's like, how do you sustain it? But the amazing thing that happens is you unlock people and you release this energy that, you know, we talk about perpetual motion machines and it always fascinated me in school. I was like, you know, a teacher would say, well, you can't, you could never, we couldn't build one. They couldn't build one. So well, what if you could, but what if it's people powered? And this is the way to do it is through the power of first unlocking questions that can anchor people in a future that is, you know, still unknown and you're, we're building it as we go, right? The unmade future. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love collaboration because I, you know, in arrogance, obviously starting companies, I always assumed to be frank with you that my ideas were the best. They were, I mean, I thought that and then I quickly got humbled. The, the, I noticed the more my income went up, it, was a direct proportion to this the amount of smart people I started hiring and bringing <laughs> on as partners. When I was really smart, my income was sub six figures. When I brought on really really smart figures, it just kept going. It kept adding and adding and adding. So there there is a correlation there. It, it, it's I, I like what you're saying about like going to a meeting because normally we go to a meeting and when we get to the meeting, we already know what we're going to say. Basically, it's all loaded questions, but we kind of know the direction we're going, and we're you're just going there so we can tell you what you're going to do. So the idea of like going to a meeting where no, there's no equal sign. There's no one plus one equals two. We're, let's see if we get there. Let's see what we come up with. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you authentically really want everybody to clap. We, you know, I'm saying we've been to, we've all been to meetings where truly the agenda was not to collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, some people's reaction to this might be, well, that's a bit naive. I mean, can you really. Do you have the time, first of all, right? Uh, and 
is it possible to actually accomplish what I'm trying to do? I have this list of things I've got to get done. There's pressure, whether it's from, you know, the street stockholders or your investors or you to accomplish these things. Um, but, you know, we've seen this in, in co multiple contexts just play out time and again. And I'll give you another example. You know, we met with um, one of the leads of uh, he runs all the major technologies at Apple and does, you know, face ID, camera, all the cool stuff, right, in, in the products. And we asked him, what's your, you know, how do you think about yourself? And he said, I'm, I'm a coach. So, okay. Um, what's your philosophy, right, about leadership and how you influence? He said, well, I, 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 you know, I show up and I think about it this way. You know, um, people have, you know, their kids, their ideas are their, like their kids and my ideas are mine. And, you know, if I care as much or more about their kids as I do about mine, well, then magic is going to happen. It's going to be unlocked in this meeting. And he said something else that was really impactful. He said, you know, um, a lot of times we get down on bias because, you know, and there's, there's, we have training for that, right? Uh, but he said that I look at it this way. If I can be biased towards others' ideas, it's going to be a powerful influencer for what can happen in that meeting. And it's absolutely true, right? So their, their results have been fantastic. I mean, uh, unbelievable because yeah, of I this. When you and you look at the great companies, and I always say sometimes just Google the things that didn't work. You want to you want to really just see how awesomely creative and how these companies just move on. I mean, you want to talk about really high level flops, but it's in the DNA. It's baked. Okay, we're gonna this that might work, but we grab one thing off of that that we were able to apply to this one five years later. And it was the missing, you know, it was the missing sauce, but it was a part of a massive failure, you know, you know, five, five years earlier. And it just, but, but they, you know, it's the idea of let's be creative. Let's see what works. And, and I, I, it's, it's a tremendous skill because I, I want, I said that on purpose because yeah. I think being creative and, and being a leader that allows creativity, it is a skill. It's, it's, um, it's a philosophy you're right about it being the culture where you're not intimidated because other people bring, you know, bring ideas to the table. But one thing I have found, like I, I talk about staffing and there's something I've learned over the years. One of the phrases I always say is you can't fix stupid. You can't, mm -hmm. you can do a lot, but you can't fix stupid. When you start hiring just smarter people and, and people can say, Oh, you're not inclusive. You're not this, I, you know, when you're sitting, when you're interviewing a smart person, if you're doing the interview right, you know it. You get Absolutely. a taste of it. You get it. And I have just found those when all things being equal, hire the smart one. Absolutely. Yeah. You get A players, right? And amazing things can happen. And and the interesting thing too is these are also people, they're smart enough to know that they don't know everything. Right. So you get them in a room and it's like, wow, we're humble to the universe of possibilities. Right. And but, you know, that people are wicked smart. Um, another thing I thought that occurs is, you know, there might be entrepreneurs or folks starting out or building or in the middle of building. And they might say again, like, I don't you know, I'm sure I had time to actually do this. Right. Or or to have that kind of more Yoda like right Zen mode of yeah. allowing for the space of creativity. Uh, we had a, uh, you know, a client we worked with and this is a smaller company is about 15 million. And he came to us and said, Hey, I want you to do some team building for me. Right. And my co-founder, we don't always get along, got about 150 employees. They're not very committed. So, okay. You know, what's your, what are your goals? What's your vision of the future? He said, well, three years and, uh, get to 45 million and exit strategy sell. Right. It's okay. Do your people know that? Like, 
uh say say yeah i said well you can see the, yeah, yeah, the connection gonna, right as soon as you said that like, <laughs> yeah, i'm fighting with my partner we don't get along that well and we're looking to exit in the next three years wow <laughs> boy, jump on this boat yeah so if, if your people see you on a beach you know drinking a, a pina colada um that's their experience too right they're saying well i, I just want to i'm here to get out um but so we zoomed out and said let's not do team let's look at your culture right and why don't you uh, have deeper conversations with your brain trust, your co-founder, other key people, if you're to heat map the organization, the best of the best, the kind of people we're talking about, right? And figure out what your first principles are your, of your future culture, who you are, right? Who you want to be and be very clear and make those anchoring statements, right? That are made to stick. And he went through this process. Uh, we, we supported that and it was pretty amazing. Fast forward about eight or nine months, and I'm sitting, you know, my living room watching the Warriors game, and uh, we had just launched our website for Brave Corps, right? So this is a moment for us. My uh, my co-founder texts me, and he's like, "Hey, did you get on the website? Did you see who just signed up?" And on our website, uh, Tim Cook had just downloaded our ebook, so he was on our website. It's like, wow. Um, so I, I sent a note to this uh, client of ours. I said, "Hey, you know." Just you know, Tim Cook was on our site. He goes, "Hey, um, can you can you chat right now?" So yeah, so he he calls me and he says, "It's you know the work we did on the culture and 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 making it this kind of co-creative, open-ended culture of curiosity with questions and first principles. It has changed the dynamics of everything. People are are uh, they they love their work. They love what they're doing. Uh, we're talent magnets." And he said, "And." We just had a million dollar day yesterday. They were at 150 million. They went public as a company within you know nine to twelve months, and from where they were, right? And and he said, "I'm into culture." And he wasn't he wasn't thinking about, "Hey, I got to leave." But you know, it wasn't a matter of, "Hey, you can have an exit strategy. That's fine." Yeah. But build culture, and then you have something to be proud of that self sustains, right? That perpetual motion. Yeah. No, it's 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 powerful. I think you you frame it. In a really good way, because I I I I, I kind of like Deion Sanders' philosophy of culture too a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody's talking about culture. Goes, hey, you know, I, I need better players. I mean, before this, before <laughs> game one, he goes, I appreciate that because it's true. If you're getting your your fanny kicked every stinking week, he goes, I ain't gonna like the culture here. You know, he yeah, says, there's gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. be winning. So I, I like the idea of just you know extraordinary talent. Um, and giving them opportunities. Now, it sounds like a really good book. The book's called Brave Together. I have its author. I have Chris Deaver with me here today. Chris, it's great to have you on the podcast. Um, it's great to be we're here. Gonna, obviously, we'll co we'll, we're going to launch this at the time it's going out anyway. But with that being said, how can my audience connect with you and your company? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, bravecore.co. Uh, we've got a lot of resources there to connect. Uh, we have a Substack newsletter. Uh, you can connect with us or connect directly uh, on LinkedIn. Would love to, uh, you know, hear your story and 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 you know, partner. We we co-create with people, right? Building cultures together, uh, cultures that people love, uh, both inside and outside the company, customers, and uh, and we've just seen that it it works, right? It works, and uh, we're excited to uh, to to work with with you and, and appreciate the time as well, Sean. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm a. I will say this, you know, as a, as an athlete you know, great teams and collaboration when it, it's a force multiplier. And when you have bad culture, like you look at the, like, just if you look at it in sports where they'll go out and they'll buy these few players 
I unfortunately have to admit I was once a Washington commander fan. So let's go back. Like we bought every great player when Daniel Snyder became the owner and we were horrible and we had the worst <laughs> culture. Like we bought every, we bought all this individual talent Yeah, and never, you know, and that's what I, I like culture has the ability to just, it, it it's just a force multiplier because everybody's rowing in one direction. And yeah, that, that's the big difference. And the ideas are so much better. Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. Audience, thank you again for listening. It's brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company. Again, the podcast does extraordinarily well, and it's because you, you tell others about it. We try to give you a lot in a short amount of time. We try to equip, encourage, and educate entrepreneurs, and hopefully we did that today. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk again soon.